Hey, yo, what's up, y'all? This is C23. Back with another edition of Black Neo Radio. And, uh, I'd like to welcome to the show today a special guest coming straight out of NY via Atlantic City. I want y'all to welcome Easy Brown. Hey. How you doing, ma'am? Hi everybody, this is Easy. I'm very blessed, blessed to be here with you two, three, and blessings to all, everyone tuning in, everyone that's listening. No doubt, no doubt. So, um, let's uh, let's get started with. I say I always um uh, like to ask artists. Well, first of all, let everybody know, um. What type of artist you are, and um, what type of music you do? I know you multi multi talented, so let everybody know all your talents. All right, so that should be easy. I am definitely a multi faceted artist, tongue artist. I'm an R and B writer and singer um, and hip hop. I definitely dabble into hip hop or whatever. I do not like to be labeled as a, a rapper or anything like that, but I definitely fall in the lines of an MC because um, that's where it all started from and my roots and everything like that. I'm just musically inclined, but definitely R and B writer on deck. So if you guys need those hooks, some lyrics, let me know. All right. Um, I definitely will be giving you a call for that then. Um, but, you know, I, I, that's why I asked, asked, you know, what type of artist you can, you know, is describe that because, you know, people that do more than one genre, um, they don't like to be pigeonholed into, into a, a box. So, right. But you do, you do, you do kick a verse every now and then. I have heard that on your songs. Yes. It comes naturally. So, when did you start making music? Well, I would say um, I've been making music since I can talk, but I literally started recording music at the age of 12 and 13 in Manhattan. Um, back then, anybody from New York, if they remember, Macy's used to have a little recording um City girls. Yes. You mean like you mean like uh so that means someone else done took your name and, and took the name of your group from back then and they done came up off that name. You might have some royalties, you know, you can collect. Like that may be true. I I don't know, um I'm sure someone probably definitely great minds think alike. But back then, you know, we was just like the city girls and, and 
everybody had different tags back then. Like back then when I was 13, my tag name was Rob Bugley. <laughs> and actually in Atlantic City to this day, some people still know me as that artist. So they'd be like, Rob Bugley, you still making music? But uh, things have definitely changed since then. <laughs> right, hey. It's a blessing though, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, now you from Atlantic City. Yeah, right? I was yes. And um, you moved to uh, where, New York after that? Yeah, we moved to New York on um, at the age of six. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm from New York myself, you know what I'm saying? So, I always ask New Yorkers, what block you from? You know what I'm saying? What block you repping? Okay, so I'm definitely repping. 148th, 140th, and 110 in Madison all day, every day. Because um, originally my my mother's side of the family, my grandmother, when I used to visit New York, she lived on 148th, and then she lived on 140th. So by the time I moved to New York, which was, um, I would say, the early 80s, my grandmother was on 110 in Madison, which is Schoenberg Plaza where I grew up with the, the worldly now known as the um, Exonerated Five. I grew up with the Century Park Five. Those are my wow. brothers. And I, sh- I shared that journey with them to a certain extent. I was around the time when they was getting locked up, so that hit everybody like very close, personal, personal, personal. Trust me. <laughs> so that's, that's the era I come from. And I watch those men, those guys doing to be great men. Most definitely. It's a blessing that they were exonerated. It's a blessing that, you know, they um that they made it through that ordeal and was able to come home, you know, and it was um a blessing, yes, that God still gave their life to be able to live this, tell a story. Yes. Right, right. I I hey, I, that's my era too. I was in NY I was in NY at the time, so I remember that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and I didn't believe they did it at the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, right. you know how the newspapers is and everything, especially how they were back then. As a lot of people didn't know at that particular time in New York, there was a lot of rape going on in Central Park, and they were mm-hmm. not coming from the black man like that. Um, it was a lot of crime going on in, in Central Park in them days. And at that time, they the, the cops was really, really out there looking to pin a lot of these crimes that were really being done by other races and cops on the black young youth back then. So yeah. I'm glad a lot has changed since then, but we're still, we're still working on a lot. New York is a tough city. Right. And, you know... Um they didn't like the, the the young black teens and the young minority um, you coming down um, into the Upper West Side and you know those those more uh, say richer neighborhoods, more upper class neighborhoods. Yes. They didn't like yes. that back then, you know. So they didn't like hip hop, you know. They didn't like a lot of things back then, you know. Um, Really true, really true. I can remember when they was banned in Two Live Crew and all back then. And now look at the videos. Oh my goodness, and the TV shows and uh, all gay. Yo, no. it's more on the T. It's more on broadcast TV than what was in Two Live's album. 
you know, these yeah. days, you know. Um, I don't think these um, young people understand <clears throat> where exactly, you know, it was no internet. It was no, no um, YouTube, no, you know what I'm saying? None of the social media, none of that, you know what I'm saying? Um, right, we didn't have these type of platforms at all. It was not, um, and it definitely, if you were black and you had access to certain platforms because you were being raised um, around a certain caliber of people who had that access, you know? But even, I mean, back in the late 80s, you know, like I said, we ain't no internet at all, you know. So the news, you know, daily news and all that, that's how we got our our news and all that. But I seem to remember a certain orange skin, uh, orange skin, um, Cheeto looking dude that one of those young men executed. Well, he said he wanted a public execution or some nonsense. Took a, a ad out in the paper and all of that, and even when he turned out to be wrong, he still, you know, he still wants to see harm to those to those to, your, to those men. Right, right. He he did a, a lot a lot of things wrong just by speaking out of turn. And you know, at the ending of the day, um, like I say, God God bless my brothers because. God, God knew best. God knew the truth, and God was with them because uh, definitely that orange man. He's 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 no he's no good for the people who never have been. And I can't wait for him to get out of office. Well, he's scheming right now how to stay in office. You know, he probably. I bet he is. I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to cancel the election or start a war or something like that. You know what I mean, or or in another another shut. You know, New, right. York, New York is don't trust this guy. Was that? I said exactly. He's going to do anything but the power to prolong things. Yeah. I agree. New York, New Yorkers, we know, we know, we don't trust this dude. Right. We know about right. him. <laughs> but uh, enough about Orange Man. Um, yo, so what you up to these days? What you got? You know, cooking these days. Um, how's the last, uh, how's this shutdown been for you? Um, I know it's probably impacted your life in a lot of different ways. How's that going for you up there? Okay, so as far as the shutdown, it has definitely impacted my life as far as me being able to get out there and promote myself physically at the lounges, at the clubs, at the, you know, at the, the local places in New York where I know that I can have a connection with the people and the owners and put my music out there. But for me, it has been a blessing because it's allowing me to take this time to sit down and focus on my craft, focus on my writing and my music. So I have a lot of um, producers and different artists have been literally contacting me like when this um. When this pandemic is over, I would love to work with you. I would love to do this. So right now, I'm just taking the time to um, get back to everybody who's been reaching out to me. And I appreciate these people because a lot of them I don't know. And I appreciate them reaching out to me, listening to my music. So I'm definitely taking this time to reach back out to different artists and working on a new project. So um I feel soon, I feel like I have something new coming out to the table. I've been literally working on about four or five songs right now, and I need to get them recorded ASAP. Right. Hey, 
you know, hopefully this um shutdown, this pandemic um shutdown phase ends, you know, so we know when the pandemic gonna be over, but hopefully, you know, things start getting back to normal because a lot of people losing out a lot of money and I know you ready to get up in the studio. Yes. <laughs> I'm definitely ready to get up in the studio. Um, this is why I hope everybody who has access to a studio or a student in their home is taking full advantage of this. And for the most part, I just hope that people are learning to love themselves, learn life more, um, and just to learn to respect each other more. And, and that's it. Hopefully, once this is over, we could be great. We could be greater people to each other. We could be a greater nation and get our businesses back up and running. Because that's, I definitely took a loss with my business, which is RB Easy Decor. I custom handmade, um, I custom handmade pillows for the bed, decorative pillows for your home, for your office, um, for your car, wherever. As, and I also make, um, I would say all natural products, gifts, anything for the home. So from plants, the fishes and everything I sell. I'm still currently in business taking orders, you know, but um, business has definitely been slow. But, you know, as a hustler, you just got to keep finding different revenues, different areas so you can generate money, a dollar. Do what you got to do out here. You just can't stop. Right, right. And I think, um, like you said, this uh, shutdown has, has forced, has really forced a lot of people to sit down and Take st- take stock of their life, you know, um, yeah. what they what where they at, where they got what they got to do when this is over with. You know, shout out to the people that have lost jobs. Um, you know, my heart is with y'all. You know what I'm saying because nobody expected this. You know what I'm saying. Shout out to the people that have not shout out, but rest in peace, rest in power to the people that have passed away. Rest in power to Fred the Godson. Yes, definitely salute for the Godson, a great guy. Um, definitely came in contact with him a few times in different areas. I can't honestly say I've had or remember the opportunity to speak with him personally, but definitely just being in a room with his presence alone was amazing. And um, God bless him and his family. Definitely rest in peace to the great for real. Salute, no salute. No I, I lost a couple of friends during this pandemic, and it's, just, it's ongoing, so we just got to pray for those. Like, get that pray for those and salute those who are no longer with us, and the people that's in the struggle, stay strong, and, and keep your faith strong, because God got his people, so you got to believe that and know we're going to come to come out on top of it. No doubt, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, rest in power to the people that you lost. You know what I'm saying? It's um I'm down here in Tampa, Florida. Which um Big you know, shout out to Tampa, Florida. No doubt, you gotta make it down here one day, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's beautiful down it's here. Visit, yes. Beautiful people, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's a lot of hip hop down here, a lot of music, a lot of art artists down here in Tampa Bay area. Shout out to Miami also. Um but I'm saying that because it's not, I don't know if it's the heat or whatever, but, you know, we haven't had the focus on, I haven't heard a whole lot about, you know, a lot of deaths down here, but, um, okay. you know, it's, 
I look and I see, you know, people, you know, saying posting uh, people that they lost, and it, it just breaks my heart. Honestly, it's um. Because you know we can't do any, we can't do anything to prevent it because we really don't know what's going on, and we didn't have a lot of time to prepare to um, prepare for something like this. So it is very sad to just see all of these dramatic losses at one time, and it takes effect on the whole entire world. You know, people don't realize that. It does, right. You may not have to know these people, but it does affect you. If you have empathy, if you have an empathetic uh, empathy in your spirit, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, that's a lot of people leaving this earth, you know? Um, which they do that, they do that on the regular with flu and, and all other kind of causes of death. But, you know, this really has put a, a, a damp on things. But I'm going to say this, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, God got his people. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whoever, you know, people believe God is, the creator, you know, the right. omnipotent right. one, you know what I'm saying? Everything has a plan, everything has a course, everything has a season. So, um, like I said, rest in, rest in power to Fred the Godson, rest in power to everybody we lost. And to the people that are still, you know what I'm saying, still going through it, like you said, you know, just hold your head, you know, and, and have faith and try to educate yourself on what this whole you know this thing is about I think I posted a video like a month back you know I saw as far as the, with the airflow and all of that and how people again you know contaminated you know course contamination all that and it opened my eyes and, right you know, right. I was wearing a mask before that in gloves but it really showed me why we wearing the mask and all that but at the same time, it's a lot of misinformation coming from the government. So, you know, just everybody out there, stay, it's better safe than sorry. You know what I'm saying? They, they talk about reopening stuff. Better safe than sorry. You know? Right. And I definitely think it's better safe than sorry. Prevention is better than cure. Always. You know what I'm saying? Real. Um... But speaking on speaking on that, let's get back to the music. You know what I mean? Um, yes, yes, the music. Definitely working on some hot fire. I got some new songs that the world needs to hear. <laughs> I know. I heard some. I heard some of them, and I, I think they do. You so, what you think about them? I'm gonna tell you straight up. I liked all of them. Daydreaming was banging. You know what I'm saying? As far as it was a little slow. I like the storytelling aspect of it. Thank you. Appreciate that. No doubt. I like Zero. Like, I think you told me that was a little more um, club friendly. I definitely like the bounce on that. And I like the swag. Big shout out to Born Genius. That's one of my homies. Also grew up with us in the Exonerated Five. He's an awesome producer, artist, slash. Uh, musician, he's dope, he's everything. He definitely is um, one of my best producers that I work with. What's his name? His name is Born? Born Genius. Born Genius. Shout out to Born Genius. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. the hot tracks and for the support. And Swag yeah. On. Yeah. I like Swag On also, you know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah, Swag On. That's the club joint. That's one of my favorite joints. I think I'm going to be shooting a video for that next. 
Okay. Uh, that has that has a storytelling aspect to it too. You know now um daydreaming. What was the inspiration for that? The inspiration for daydreaming is really based on my true story because um I haven't really can say that I have found true true love and I think every woman you know, can relate to thinking about somebody or seeing somebody that you're really attracted to and you want to speak to them, but you don't really have, you know, um, the confidence or the balls to talk to that person. So you find yourself thinking about that person or just visualizing a, a relationship that you think will be perfect. So daydreaming came about, um, I had writer's block for, a minute for a little while, like probably over a good month or so, I could not listen. I, I was listening to hundreds of tracks, and I didn't find no music to um to strike me. Um, one reason is because my name is Easy. When a lot of producers reach out to me, they think I'm a guy, and they think I do rap music. So they'd be like, "Yo, bro, check out this trap beat," <laughs> and I'd be like. Yo, I know I'm talented. I can spit on anything, but I'm a, I'm not a bro. That's not my that's not <laughs> my lane right there. Right, that's definitely not my lane. Like I try to stay in my lane. I love all genres of music. I love music, period. But R and B, hip hop, that's my lane. So a lot of times people send me music, and I was vibing, but I was like, nah, this is not me. And I literally was taking a bath and and listening to um this track, this daydreaming track. And I just started recording it, and as I as I recorded it, the vision of the video and everything literally just came straight to my mind. It was very clairvoyant vision, and it took me about a year and a half um, to get the song recorded from the, the very first time that I actually wrote it. And then I did get it recorded, which was back in 2017, June, July, and it was released July 31st, um, back in 2017 which is still available um, for download on Tidal. And that, that's what kind of motivated, motivated me to write that song, just wanting to be in love, wanting to have that special somebody in your life. So I, I believe is, um, I believe they out there somewhere. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Someone out there for everybody. Right, right. Um, there's some people that, that, that have people they don't appreciate that, um... They they holding up the line, basically, you know what I mean? Right. Right. That is so true. Right. That it's, is so true. It's, it's That's shut, so true. It shut down might clarify some things with some people in some relationships, you know, unfortunately, but you know, people gotta be honest with each other and yeah, honest about what they want out of life and all that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I agree with that one hundred percent. It's a lot of things that people probably thought were important before that they they seeing aren't important now. That is true. That is true, and that's important. So if you can learn from your experience, then you can it can wake you up to realize before you take a loss or lose again. You know, that's a good thing too. Because a lot of people are in relationships, they do take things for granted or, you know, they try to juggle more than one thing and don't realize that they should put any energy into, you know, one person, that person that's really going to be there, put on the back them, support them 100% wholeheartedly. But you know what? That's why um, in, this, in this music game, in this business, you have to put all that energy into your music 
and everything else will follow. Because I feel like relationships sometimes could definitely be a, a distraction if you and that person is not on the same page, making money, business, communication, all of those things play a big part. So I feel like if you're single, the most important thing is to put that focus into your music so you can tell great stories. So many men and women can relate to that song, Daydream, and they, they hit me up and like, yo, this song is, it kind of takes me back to real R&B, the words is this, like, everybody just always tell me, like, they love the words, storyline behind it. Right. All right, uh, me, me also, me also, you know. Um... Thank you, I appreciate that. Big shout out to D-Most, the host, to not make this interview possible without him, definitely. Got shout out to you, you know? Shout out D Most, that's bro right there, you know what I mean? The Elevated Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Saint That's my St. James Day one right there. Definitely doing his thing. Um, from the time that I've gotten to know him, which is a short period of time, but it's been going I say a little over two years or so now. Um, I have watched this young man come up and do his thing and his craft and it's really working for him. I appreciate what he's doing for the culture, for the people, because we've had uh, talks off screen, and this is just like really part of his passion outside of other him working with children and being a father. So I definitely appreciate him. Big shout out to him and his movement. I, I respect the whole, the everything is dope. No doubt, you know, um, he's a natural for that, though, you know what I'm saying? Because um, I left New York. He stayed in New York and he met everybody. He met. Tupac, Puffy, everybody, you know what I'm saying, so, he's a natural for that, and, you know, it's just about building brands, you know what I'm saying, um, really, you know, a lot of times people say, well, I like to see this, I like to see that, but you gotta get out and do it yourself, sometimes, you know, and so that's, that's what we trying to do is, is, Basically, spotlight, you know what I'm saying? Support independent brands, independent artists such as yourself. And really, that's how it's supposed to be. You know, so each one teach one, you know what I'm saying? Spread love the Brooklyn way. Right, that's how we can all be stronger. Stronger and work together. It's, oh my goodness, like, our people have so much to learn and conquer, but I believe that we definitely can get there. And, um... What it is is we need more leaders in this world, and we need people to, you know, to realize that we need to reach out to the youth and help them understand things better and help them get through this better because a lot of us been through it, and a lot of new artists and the youth is coming up, and, and they don't really have a clue on things that's going on out there. They just, you know... Some of them actually do. I'm not going to say they all don't. So I don't want to say that, you know, because some of these millennials are doing mountains, moving mountains, and doing a lot of things because we have technology. We have, you know, it's a different era right now, so people have different access to things. But business, business-wise, a lot of people is more persuaded with the money, and they don't really know the business behind it. So it definitely is our job to help grow the youth, the community, so you know we can have a better future. But what's going on with this music? Because, you know, people is all over the place with, with this music right now. Yeah, you know, um, I think um, you got to have a lot. got to have mentors. You know, you ain't got to necessarily set up a program, but 
you know, it's a saying, um, if your OG not telling you things to help you, then he just, he's not your OG, just a little dude that's older than you. You know? That's one thing that, you know, Demos, myself also, we try to speak to the younger, younger people because, you know, they, they got a lot of questions, you know what I'm saying? Some of them don't want to listen to the OGs, you know, they think we old heads or whatever, but, you know, when you sit and talk to them, they got a lot of, is that? No, I'm saying when you, when you sit and talk, they have a lot of questions that, you know, the ones that want to listen, you know, they understand that, you know, it's, uh, everybody need help. Very true, yes. Very true. I agree with that. And a lot of people, they, some people don't want to ask questions because they feel a peer pressure. And, you know, that is okay, too, because there's still a lot of peer pressure going on these days, um, especially with the drugs and stuff that's going on out here. A lot of these children, these kids are being misguided. So, I definitely um, hope when things get back to normal that our people, you know, take this time to sit down and, and say, like, hey, what could we do to get back in our community like you guys are doing to help? Because, you know, like I said, we need more leaders. So what you guys are doing and giving back and putting into the community is really awesome. I commend you guys on everything that you guys are doing um, and just keep it up. Just keep Keep doing this work is awesome. Well, we got a um a nation build. You know, at okay. the end of the day, because you know this whole little uh, shutdown. It, I hope it shows people that you know we got to be together as a community before something like this happens. Right. You know, right. um, we got to be unified before <laughs> something like this happens. But, you know, that's the process, you know, as far as where we were to where we are now, it, it's a big difference and it's, it's steady progress, you know. I think 2020 has been an eye opener, to say the least. But, you know, you were telling me what you were saying a second ago as far as guidance, you know, as far as um, people working together, you got to watch out for the scam artists. Right, of course. You tell me about a, a, a situation you had. Yes, yes, yes. And that right there is definitely how I, um, yes, the scam artist. Exactly. And that's a good word that you chose to use. And the reason why I'm going to say that, I'm going to touch on that subject because, um, in 2017, um, I was, um, supporting a friend. She was doing a fashion show, um, in Orlando at, uh, at a club called Eve Orlando. They was honoring and doing um, a fashion show in honor of Miss Black Florida USA. So I actually literally flew out there so I could support um, a girlfriend of mine at the time um, with her fashion and just show her support. And actually by the ending of the weekend or whatever, I just went out there to show support. But when I got there, I, I spoke with the woman that was actually holding the um, Spring Gala. And, she, and I told her that I do music and everything, that I was writing a book and things of that nature. 
but she took an interest in me and she asked me to perform. So I actually ended up performing for Miss Black Florida of USA um, in okay. 2017. And that particular woman, she she's a life coach. That's what she does um, for a living. But she was like, you know, you have so much talent, you're this, you're that. She was like, I would love to manage you. And she did tell me straight up, like, I didn't have um, no um, experience in managing a music artist. She's like, but if you just put your trust in me, she was like, I, you know, trust me, I could definitely help you get to where we need to be, where we're going, things of that nature. And because of how we met and the way I was introduced to this woman, she actually, you know, I even spent the night in her home along with Miss Black's um, Florida of USA. We all um, spent the night in this woman's home. So I, I looked at this like, okay, this is an opportunity. Here's a woman that's connected. She's doing great things in the community. You know, why not give her a shot? But at the same time, I was help educating her on what a manager role was and how she can help me be a better artist wow. and at that time I was explaining to her that I, I do more than just music that that I'm actually an artist that I draw I make music so when it came things to like picking out names or album covers I would tell her like I need to have um I basically need to have my artist my my artistry you know, taken seriously because this is how I look at myself. This is how, this is who I am. This is who I want to be perceived as. So I had to let her know that hands on everything, 100% that everything needed to be okay with me, come through me at first or whatever. You wanted that creative control. Right, right. You, you got the right words. I wanted to make sure my creative ability was being used properly and you know it wasn't about me just using my own creativity because when you have a team it's everyone collectively that's going to make that decision what's best for the artist what's best for the music and that part i know all too well so this woman she um she got me a show booked um i did the show for free it was not a problem because i, I look at it as publicity but i ended up opening the show for sisters and powers which is a lot of great women that was on a panel. People like um, Deb Anthony, which is Waka Flocka Mother, yeah. actress Vanessa Williams. Okay. Um, it was also a woman that was interning for Dame Dash, and it was a Spanish woman who uh, got married on TV to um, a stranger. And it was another black woman there. She was actually like a, a pastor or something like that. Pastor Love or something like that. But however, I did the show at um, the Marriott Marquis in, in New York. I performed for these women. And this, again, this woman that's acting as my manager, she was there promoting a book that she wrote, a business book. Because again, she's a life coach. So she wrote a business book. So she got me to be able to perform for this for this um, Vinden, um event, or however. Okay. After the, after the event, um, things kind of went down spiral big, big time. And one of the reasons were um, from that event, she didn't generate any money. But for myself, I've, I sold five tickets there. So I had five guests in the audience. I grossed about $150 because the tickets were 50 and $25. I had two guests to purchase $50 tickets, and I had three guests to purchase the $25 tickets. 
tickets or something to that nature or whatever like that. And she tried to, you know, come come at me like, where's your people, where's your support, where's this, or however that nature like that. But I figured for an event that I was just asked to be in, like, short notice or whatever like that, my support, I had a sister that flew all the way in from Las Vegas to come support me at that show. Now, shortly after that, that show was in July. My music was released on TuneCore, on Tidal, Apple, um, Spotify, everything July 31st, 2017, my single, Daydream Act. Literally soon as the the numbers started coming in, the downloads started coming in, she had a woman that was acting as um, assistant. She made me a fan page. She created a fan page and um, put all my links to my music, my bio, things of that nature. And as soon as the money started to come in and this woman and I, we had a verbal disagreement because I was trying to explain to her that I needed more support and from her as a manager. Because at this time she was like, well, I only could give you 30% of my time. I only could do this because she lived in Florida and I lived in New York. And I said, look, 30% of your time is fine, but when you're giving me 30% of your time, I'm gonna need that to be 100%. And I was explaining to her, like I was saying early in the conversation, cause I had got off track, but I was explaining to her the type of artist I am. I said, I play the piano. So to be a better artist and the type of competition that's out there, I'm going to be able to need to invest in piano classes, singing lessons, things like that. Because I've never had somebody that wanted to manage me. I always manage my own self and things like that. I had personal managers, people that I know very well in the industry. They would give me personal advice, but I didn't have someone that was managing my music. I I sort of never felt like I needed a manager. But Mm -hmm. at the time, I was like, okay, maybe I can use a manager because she has connections. So I kind of looked to her to help me get into places that I couldn't get into on my own. And I trusted this woman, like literally trusted her with everything down to my social security number. She had access to my codes to get into my account because the woman that she had, you know, doing the accounts, you know, behind the scenes, you know how you have a, a publicist behind the scenes that's responding to your fans and things like that. She had all of these things on board. But then she felt like um, she did a lot just by giving me a publicist and creating me a fan page. She already started to feel like she was creating this artist. I paid for my own studio time. I paid for when I did my performances. I paid for my own hair. I paid for my own clothes. I paid for transportation. I paid for all of these things out of my pocket. So artists do need to know, like, a manager is not there to put all your expenses. But if they know that you have certain expenses, I feel like a manager job is to put you in a position so you can make that money. Give me booking shows where I can get paid because these people... If we put the offer out there for them to pay me, they said they did not have the funds to pay me. So I did the show as um, basically like, okay, it's it's giving me an opportunity to put myself out there. Networking. So that, that was no problem. I did not get paid for the show in Florida. That was also a networking, something that I just did off of GP. But after the fact, the woman, she opened up an account on TuneCore. She released my single, and when her and I had a, a disagreement about 
the things that I felt that she were not doing as a manager or should do or could do. Instead of her communicating back with me, she went on Facebook. She tried to slander my name. She talked about how that Anthony was not interested in my music at the show. And she's supposed to be a manager. <laughs> so I've never seen someone that tried to take you up, bring you down on social media. She went on social media and literally like put my picture and was saying mad wow. landerish things about me. And even at that time, I came to her professionally like, look, you call yourself a life coach. You call yourself a manager. I said, here it is. You got me a show in New York City performing for these women. I said, but I grossed $150 and you only sold three of your books at $20 a value. So you made $60. I grossed $150 for this event. I didn't even get paid for this event. I said, and you're going to say that that auntie was not interested in me. When the, I have a whole video clip of Vanessa Williams congratulating me, telling me how much she loved the song, how could she help me promote the song, where could she buy the song. So at the end of the day, I said, wow, this woman is trying to sabotage me and not help me. You feel me? And at that time, she stopped communicating with me to this day. It's been three years later. Wow. Anything that I have generated off of that TuneCorn account that was linked to her personal bank account, she put up um, that she had a record label. She never had a record label. She put that information in there just so she could create an account. She released my music, and to this day, she haven't communicated with me yet about a dollar that I made. In the beginning, the, um, the how would I say... The publicist was sending me like the analyst quotes, like where was the sales coming in, downloading from here, what state, this business. I say I probably got about the first 15 analyst list of the, the very first 15 downloads. I have not heard nothing from this woman since she hasn't paid me a dime. Like I said, all she did was slander my name on social media. She tried to bring me down. And when you said about four, that clicked in my mind because at the time this woman was introducing me to other women like, okay, so since you um, can't go to college right now, you can't do this. We got a woman that can help you do this, do this, and do that. The whole team was a fraud. So at that time, I should have said to myself, if these women are taking their degrees and paying someone else to do the schoolwork for them, and trying to introduce me into the same people. I should I should have took that as a sign right there, like they're not legitimate themselves because they are doing crooked things. So sometimes like what the youth need to know is when a person is offering something and it sounds great and it sounds promising because money is involved, you can't always take that first opportunity or jump on that opportunity and give somebody all your information, give, trust them, you know, with your information because now this woman had, like I said, um, passwords to my music outlets and different things like that where I had to go in and rechange everything, um, everything down to passwords, emails and all types of stuff because she had that access to get into my, into my personal business to be able to be able to do what she does on her end to have to, you know, my publicist have access to my information. I trusted these people. So I still have to sue this woman in the end. I don't really want to put her name out there because when you give people an attention, that's like giving them praise. That's like, you know, making their name live, live. And I'm definitely not going to do that. But she's definitely from, um, 
Florida area. And she's very well known, but that's going to be her karma. Right now, you know, I I really feel like when people do things like that to you, you don't really, it's not good to try to, like, go hit them back, like, and be vindictive and stuff like that. You know what you got to do? She didn't get the best of me at all. She didn't get the best of me. That was a lesson learned. She's like, you know what, Easy, you know what type of artist you are. You know what you need. You know what you need to do. The next time, make sure you deal with somebody who understands these things. Think, make sure you understand that you're dealing with somebody who understands you as an artist and don't think that you're just asking for things out the way. Now, this woman told me about my daydreaming video. Why do you need a Maybach? She was like, you know, she wanted me to shoot the video in Florida. My, I have family in Florida. I have some friends in Florida, but not a lot. So I was like, why would I want to shoot my video and do um, uh, my album release party in Florida when nine times out of ten, a lot of my family and supporters is not going to be able to make it there. I'd rather do it in New York or New Jersey where I'm from so I know people have a better, you know, way to, to travel, to get yeah. to us, because everybody can't just hop on a plane. Some people don't even like planes, never been on one. So at that point, the lady was being very combative, like, well, you know, you should keep your budget under 500. If it's your first video, I don't think you should spend more than 500. The song is called Daydreaming. You don't really need a Maybach. Why can't we just use the Benz? Why? So I said, look, this is my vision. I said, when I wrote this song, the vision came along with it. I'm not going to change my vision for nothing. One, I know who I am. My name is Easy. I know how to make things happen. I have took a penny and, and took that penny and built a fortress, okay? So at the end of the day, I don't doubt myself. So I told the woman, you know what? I feel like I need to have a Maybach. I'm, just, I'm singing in my song. I'm sitting in my Maybach daydreaming. I said, so that's a part of my vision. It's, it's going to be that. So when this lady started communicating with me, she cut off all ties off with me. I had no way to check on the revenue, the status, or anything coming back from these sales for my songs being downloaded. And remind you, every day, every week, everywhere I'm going, I'm promoting myself and, and I'm telling people, download the song, download the song. And they're doing it literally right in front of me. But I do not have track of sales because this woman cut out all communication. So she thought when she did that, I wasn't going to be able to produce my video daydreaming. And that's what really inspired me to get the video done. Because I wanted to show this woman with or without her that I was capable of doing these things on my own because I've literally been into music over 25 years. You know, I sound very young and everything like that. Thank you, God. But I've been doing music over 25 years. So I needed to show her and more so to show myself like, you don't need that woman. And just because she bails out on you, that doesn't stop the process. That doesn't stop your program. You're going to keep shining. And literally, like, three to four months after that woman, I did that show in July. I released my video in November. In November 2017. Without that woman, I paid for everything out of pocket. I paid for the productions. I paid for um, my cameraman's... Um, Excuse me, I'm trying to find the right words to um, address them or what have you, my videographer, right. and all of these things. So I, I paid for this on my own, and I directed my video because I'm a director. I have um, a lot of experience in doing documentaries and, docu- and directing other people's videos um, 
and other different things in, um, in the film business as well. I just, you know, I just don't only work on music. I, like I said, I, again, I do have a lot of connections, a lot of people that I know personally in the music industry, in the film industry, so I had the experience to work with them behind the scenes, do things with them that I can, that I can honestly be proud to say thank you. I had that experience. So I went ahead and put out Daydreaming anyway. And I believe it, it, the outcome cake was pretty great. So that will be my first official music video released to um, one of my songs that I've um, put out. I think it, I did pretty well for myself. I know. And I like the video. I'm sorry. I, said, I like the video. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I saw the video. And I needed- I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I saw the video, you know what I'm saying, and you talk about the Maybach and all that. Seeing the video, I understand what you mean by you say you had a vision for it. And um, it looked like you carried out your vision from what I saw. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I have to say big shout out to John Mez L. King from um, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Um, big shout out to Thonon Radio. He's doing his thing out there big. That's one of my homies from out there. He showed me so much support on this project. He came all the way from Atlantic City, New Jersey. I started shooting that video about 2.30 in the afternoon. We did two locations, one in New York, one in um, New Jersey. We didn't finish shooting until 11.30 at night, and it was 27 degrees that day. And him and his son um, did an excellent job. I love that video. I really do love that video. I look at it, and I feel like, okay, this could be a little bit different. I look at what was going on behind the scenes. I knew what was going on. It was really funny to watch, but I really think he captured the essence of the song and projected projected what I wanted people to feel from that song. I think he did an excellent job. Big shout-out to John Mass King. No doubt, no doubt. And speaking of the music, um, let everybody know where they can, you know, you can see the video on YouTube, but let, let everybody know what you under, uh, what your name is on YouTube and your social media um, information so they can look up and support your music. Well, thank you again, um, two, three. I do appreciate you again for giving me the opportunity to speak on your platform and network and, and introduce myself to your world, to Tampa world, and to the world, period. So everyone, I go by the name Easy, capital E-A-S-Y, um, but definitely on YouTube, more so because a lot of names be taken already, handles and tags. I'm always going to be listed under Easy Brown, Easy Brown, B R O W N. You can Google that name. You can look me up on um, YouTube, on SoundCloud. I actually go by my government, which is Rashina Brown. So um, on SoundCloud, I'm. Um, as Rashina Brown on SoundCloud. For those who do not know, that is my government name, Rashina Brown. I'm not ashamed to say it. That is who Easy R&B is, Rashina Brown. And um, you definitely can look me up on N1 Music. I have music on there, as well as Instagram, Easy.Brown. Everything is just easy. Easy Brown. Facebook, Easy Brown. You can find me. I got, I got too many pages on Facebook, but if somebody's looking for me on Facebook, they definitely can find me <laughs> under right. Easy Brown. Yes. 
That should be very easy for y'all to, to understand yes. that and find her. Yes. You were telling me, um, you know what I'm saying? Yo, y'all make sure y'all go support. Um, check a video out, check the music out. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, please. And, um, and you can definitely download Daydreaming on Title. Big shout out to Title and for the support keeping me up um, listed under new artists and things like that. Definitely could download Daydreaming for 99 cents or for free if you like. Yeah, I got 99 cents. Yeah, I got your stimulus checks. I got 99 cents now. <laughs> Go spend that 99 cents. <laughs> nah, man. Put some money back into the economy. Support local artists. Support independent artists. You know what I'm saying? Support, you know what I'm saying? Definitely independent artists that, that, that pay out of pocket and do their thing. You know, that's that's one thing. Um, You know, everybody, you know, when, uh, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. When, when Nipsey Hussle passed away, everybody, yeah. you know, um, that didn't really know who he was and everything, they got on the train late, you know what I'm saying? So they weren't able to fully appreciate him. So I right, try to, you know, right. I want our listeners to, to get on the train, you know what I'm saying? And support independent artists like yourself from the beginning. Yeah. Don't wait for everybody else to jump on, you know. You jump on, you know what I'm saying? And, and support and appreciate people putting out, you know, some honest music and honest artistry. and power pop smoke um i learned about him i just you know really got hip you know what i'm saying really you know what i'm saying got put on him really when i came up there around new year's you know what i'm saying everybody up in new york was you know okay, what I'm saying? Yeah. send me the addy you know yeah. what i'm saying that's all i heard when i was at there send me the addy <laughs> you know what right. that's all i heard i was like who is that you know but right. um i seen his effect on the streets you know, so I knew um, it's a couple people that Demo Snows that come to the barbershop that knew Pop Smoke, and you know, I saw how he, his, his death affected Brooklyn. You know what I mean? And it's like it broke my heart. You know what I'm saying? So, just right. the, you know, I just want people to, to, to take care of themselves out here. You know, be safe. You know what I'm saying? Take precautions. You know, it may, you know. Me personally, I don't think this. I think the uh, the media and the government may be overblowing, maybe you know some things out of proportion. But at the same time, yeah. people passing away, so it can't be too far out of proportion. People passing away. Right, very true. You know? Very true. So I just hope people keep that in mind and really, you know, 
doing this lockdown, working yourself, working your craft, you know, make plans, you know what I'm saying, um, applying for jobs, you know, the people that, right. you know, when they rehire stuff, people going to be applying for jobs, people going to be, you know, hitting the studios up, so just make your moves and, and make your plans and, you know, we all going to come out of this stronger, I believe. Yes, yes, I definitely believe so. You just got to, um, for our people that's listening in the Atlanta area, please stay home. Don't go out there watching uh, and spend your money like that for real because I was listening to Jermaine Dupree and a lot of people and just for our safety, we have to realize that we are kings and queens. Our blood is sacred to none. We are what they want at the end of the day. They want us. They want our body, our skin color, our organs, and everything. So people have to realize this is going on right now, and a lot of people is passing away, and they're not having a chance to, to people in their families not having a chance to grieve, give proper burials. It makes you think, what are they doing with these bodies when they got these 18 bullets parked outside? You know what they're doing? Right. Their organs, their harvest, harvesting organs. Right. This is why people can't have a burial. This is why people can't go to their family and identify bodies and this and that in a certain amount of time. Because by that time, they already been, been stole our precious jewels out of our body. And that's what I really believe is going on. So I really need my people to, when people say that they awoke, they really still sleep because people just want to say things that sound cool, but they're not taking the precautions and living a lifestyle to stay awake, to stay aware, to do things to make sure that we are prepared for stuff like this. We have to teach our children, like we have to educate our children that, that these devils don't love us. And you know, and what? that's important. And that's, and that right there. That's all facts. Hold on one second. Let me um, let me pause. Let me uh pause. So we can you know what I'm saying keep the interview going. Okay, okay. This two, three. We back with the second part of the interview with Easy Brown, and we were talking about what up, what up, what up, Easy. And she was just saying about people passing away from the coronavirus, um, and organ harvesting and. I know it was going. It was organ harvesting going on in Japan, not not Japan in China. You know what I'm saying? Um, and over here, I'm pretty sure it's going on because over here, with with black people, people that have melanin, they need that melanin out of our bodies, and they can't get that melanin out of our bodies until we are absolutely, absolutely, until we pass away. I agree. And where does that melanin go? You know, that's a you know, the melanin, that, that's the most precious, expensive substance on earth. Right, exactly. And the only way to get it is if you're black. So they are literally out here killing us, uh, poisoning us, kidnapping us, so they can steal these precious jewels out of our body because we are the jewels. That's what black people don't realize. Like like I was saying, we are the kings. We are the queens. We hold that higher power. We have the ability to connect with other people miles away. Just we get that from our ancestors. We have that ability, but right now what they're doing with technology, they're trying to block all of that with our energy, so we we, we can't reach our highest chakras and things like that. We'll be out of tune with our people because our people are so magical that we can just think 
about the next person or, or have a feeling about the next person, that next person can pick that up and be like, you know what, either you was thinking about me or I was thinking about you and I called you. Because that's how strong we are. And they know that we hold this medicine, we hold mm. that gift in us. And this is why all of this destruction is going on. Like, nobody's just going to be outright and say it. But if you look and do your research, there are a lot of videos with the Bill Gates and these people, they are just comfortable amongst them people themselves you know speaking of depopulation of of humans and people like that because they look at everything as a number and it's sad that these devils want to play like they are god they feel like they have the power to actually do these things and the thing is they actually do have some some power to a certain extent because god is the person that's going to allow satan to do but so much damage but at the end of the day he also want to test us to see where our faith is and that's what i was saying about the people with atlanta like just because they want to hurry up and open up look at the businesses they want to open up nail salons and barbershops and stuff and not to knock any entrepreneur because or any business owner because i have my own business but i'm just thinking of our safety and how we need to be more aware of what's really going on how these people are dropping like flies and we can't visit them we can't have a service we can't have a visual we can't have a ceremony we can't have proper burials we can't have a janenza and the reason why because these people are stealing our organs our organs straight out the hospital and this is why they are shutting everybody down because they don't really want people to see this and know this is what's going on the people that work in the hospitals they take the oath so they really can't come home and tell a family what's really going on in the hospital whether they know or do not know they just have to continue to do their jobs and i definitely give a big shout out to all of the healthcare workers that's on the front line mm -hmm. that century workers putting themselves out there because it's so sad that this is what we have to do just to see another day, just to, to live in this environment, to live in this world. We have to be subjected to this type of lifestyle just to get by. Whereas when we was in our natural state and form in our own countries, we was walking around free of everything. We didn't have to worry about pollution and and balloons blocking the sun so we can't get our natural radiant heat. Like, as black people, we generate energy naturally from the sun. That's how we get our energy. Anything that we right. need, we can get naturally from the earth. We can stand on the ground and get that energy because we are connected to the earth. And these people, these devils, they know that we have that. And they will try to do anything in their power to steal, like you said, our skin, our color, our eyes, our organs, anything, our uterus, Right now, they taking women uterus and putting them into transgender men so yeah. they can have babies. Okay? Yeah, they can go ahead and play that if they want. Um, you know, people choice is people choice out here. They're going to do what they want right. to do regardless, but... But don't, don't think for a second that the rich people who want these organs is, is definitely going to pay to have somebody that's black healthy, be killed, or make it look like an accident so they can take their organs. Because trust me, they do their research first. They know who they want. Yeah, they're not even doing and accidents. They just, people just disappearing. I didn't hear you. So they're not even doing accidents. People just disappearing. Right. Don't need to make it like an accident. They just snatch them. Right. Exactly. And that's a sad thing. That's the sad thing about it. And a lot of people are not aware. So even if you tell them things, they don't believe it. 
They still gonna go out there. They still gonna, cause you always got somebody that's gonna be like, man, I don't give a fuck. I'm going. I'm good. I'm this. I'm that. It's always gonna be somebody out the bunch that's gonna go against the grain. But I do have respect for Jermaine Dupri coming on his live and and telling his people like, look, this we ain't we ain't these dumb niggas that they think we are. We better than that. And that's what our people got to realize. We are better than that. We can't just keep taking short change for our exchange of our life. We are priceless. Right. So that $1,200, we, they been owed us $1,200. That's nothing in real, in real money. Right. You know, when they first proposed right. that, and I was like, that's, I was like, is that every month? That's a one-time, <laughs> I, that's a one-time thing? Like, right. what is that going right. to do? Right. Like, I'm in Florida, but... Twelve hundred may cover the rent and bills. Not for hey, it's you know it's people, and not know New York. You got efficiencies at twelve hundred, so you know right. what's that twelve hundred really doing? It's like you know these other countries that supposedly got less money than the United States is taking a, a lot better care. They they you know they residents, they citizens, yes, they and all are. that. Yes, they are. Yes, they do. <laughs> America, oh my gosh, we are so brainwashed. It's so, it's so sad that I literally do pray for us. I pray for us as a, as a universe, as a country, as a whole. I pray for our people because it's, it's not their fault. It's really not their fault because these, a lot of people have been transitioned and programmed like this from the day they was born. Right, and they yeah. really don't have a clue. And, and and it's always a saying, you can't tell a fool the truth because a fool will be upset with you. So it's always better to speak to a man that has common sense because then you guys can agree to dis- disagree. But just sometimes like putting information out here is definitely like talking to a war because these people are fools. I try to put out as much information as I can. On my IG page, but you know, even with this whole thing, I kind of fell back. I put stuff out that I think it help people, but it's like something new every day. You know what I mean? It's like right new misinformation. You know, and what it is is the the, the government and the media they giving people truth wrapped in lies. You know, it's it's it's, it's some truth in there, but they wrapping so many lies around it that people don't know what to believe. Right. You know what I'm saying? They don't know. So they, they, if they don't know what to believe, they're not going to believe anything. And that's how a lot of right. people approaching it. But it's people, pass, right. it's people passing away. So you better pay attention to something. You better discern, discern right. what's true and what isn't. And my main concern was when the people started passing away, when they started telling families that they can't have funerals and they can't do this, and how all these facilities talk about they got 10 and 25 dead bodies piled up in one room or this room and this, like, then that's when you really start saying, well, what's going on? What is really, really going on? You know, we could... That's that's a whole another hour conversation because I'm going to just say this. You know, everybody don't agree with... Uh, what President Obama did or whatever while he was president. You know, there's some things he was handcuffed on, but one thing he did do was he established a pandemic response team. I think it was in 2014, you know, and he specifically said that 
This is to prepare us in case we have a virus that is airborne and deadly at the same time. Right. We were real fortunate that we didn't, you know, have more 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 people pass away, more people affected with like was it SARS and H one swine flu and all them other ones. You know what I'm saying? Like we've been having warnings. You know what I mean? So I hope people we know with this particular one. You know, they listen to everybody is passing away a, a, a coronavirus, but it's kind of like, to me, what I'm seeing is kind of like AIDS. People don't, people don't die from AIDS. They die from the complications. They die from the other diseases that come in because AIDS left you weakened, left your immune system weakened. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, um, a lot of people that are passing away... A lot of them, it seems like they have had asthma. You know, they got respiratory problems where they have issues regardless. You know, uh, regardless of a coronavirus, they already have issues with that. That's why I said those people do their research. Because, <laughs> believe me, them people were sitting in their labs like, hmm, let's see who's healthy and let's see who's not. Because at the end of the day, when they trying to knock us off, they looking at those numbers already because they already can say, well, black people got the highest rate of cholesterol. Black people got the highest rate of this. Black people got this. Black. So they already numbering us. They already looking at us like, yeah, we put this in that neighborhood. They going... Boom, they're going to be the first ones out of here. Because they already sick. But the sad thing is, people not realizing the reason why we sick, because of the food. Right. The food that they putting out here, and people is putting in their body. That's why people are sick. Because people don't realize the food that they're eating is what's making them sick. All of these sicknesses come right. from the food. And what's crazy is, I already was looking at that because, like, the last... I never had any food poisoning until like three years ago. And like in the last three years, I might have had like 10 different cases of food poisoning. Wow. Where I was out of commission for like a day or two. You know what I'm saying? Food has got worse, worse over the years. And that's like coming from, that's coming from supposedly uh, nice restaurants. It's coming from like, Fast food, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I be real leery nowadays. I be like, because I don't want, I've been through the food poison. I don't want to go through that again. And plus, you know, just looking at how things are prepared and everything, you know what I'm saying? So I, right. I suggest everybody look at all the stuff like that. Because a lot of these food places, you know, I worked in food um, service and all that when I was younger, fast food when I was younger. And a lot of these food places are not, they don't, you know, it's germs getting into your food. Right, right. Very true. You know, them germs getting in your body, you know, that's that's a foreign, you know what I'm saying, that, that's like this virus. That's right. So. Your body is always going to let you know when something is not going on. Right. <laughs> and that is true. Any virus, any bacteria, anything. And that is the truth. So. And that's because, like, you have to think about it. When they just recently shut down the government, and it was no FDA regulations just going on, then it makes you think when they did open it back up, how much food were they putting out here that was already being packaged with no FDA um control? 
So all of that food they put back out here into into the streets and into our neighborhoods after we didn't even have people doing um, health codes and stuff. Because that was the last time what they shut down. Remember, they shut down the city workers and all of that. Yeah. Everybody was out of work then. And see, thing is, when we had this reopening, I mean, they already, you know, down here in Florida, you know, what it is, is it's big businesses, you know what I'm saying? That's pressuring the president. He a businessman, first and foremost. So he going to listen to them first and foremost. And his business is losing money, so they don't care who dying, who get who gets sick, as long as they, you know, they get some money back in their pockets. And I can understand that. But at the same time, what's the price? Right, and they feel like sacrificing us is a small price to pay for the bigger picture. So, everything... We are the sacrifice. Yeah, you know, everything we saying is facts, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all don't believe us, go look online, you know what I mean? French doctors talking about using Africa as a... as a uh, Africans as guinea pigs, basically... You know what I'm saying for a coronavirus uh, vaccine, like understand, like what you what you were saying about Bill Gates a second ago. Right, right. They slipping, they slipping because Bill Gates should have just shut up. You know what I mean? Like he right. kept running his mouth, and now people, not everybody, understand what he on now. Now I mean, people didn't realize, you know, how much power he had. They know he rich. They didn't realize how much power he had. Now, right. over over things that's associated with this this pandemic. So he not even elected official. So it's like y'all look at that. He got power because of his money. You know what right. I mean? So y'all need to understand. There's people that got more money than him. That or have it's almost you know they have money like him. That. They are, yeah, they they affecting political decisions. They affecting decisions that affect your life. Mm-hmm. And Bill Gates, out of all people, like I just can't even believe that they even gave him a pass to come to Africa and use these children and people as guinea pigs. It's like, and it's sad because I'm sure that these people need money. I don't know if they was offered funding or whatever is going on, but it's, it hurts me when I see stuff like this taking place that I don't have the resources and the means to step in and, and, and make a difference and a change. But I be saying to myself, well, where is the leaders in, in these different parts, the countries of Africa? Where are the people that care about the own country, like, because we don't only have poor parts of Africa, we have very rich parts of Africa, so it's like, where are these leaders at? These world leaders that's allowing it. Well, you know, they getting, um, that old, that old strategy, divide and conquer, and really with Bill Gates, with the Chinese, and let me say, I'm gonna speak on this right here, um, I find it real ironic, that the Chinese people in China are attacking black people, African people, and and blaming them for the coronavirus, which I have seen videos when this whole thing first started. I saw videos of Chinese people spitting. I mean, well, they do that, but... I'm talking about, no, they were spreading, it was Chinese people spreading the virus intentionally. I'm talking about going in elevators 
spitting on the buttons, smearing the spit on right. all the buttons, right. coughing on just, the buttons, just, you know, yes, doing, just doing stuff, yes, vindictive yeah. stuff, yes. So when I see videos of them beating that, you know, telling Africans they can't come in the store, like, yo, for one, I hope all these African countries look at that, and it's already started. They're already kicking Chinese people out of these African countries because if you feel like that about us in your country, then you don't need to come to Africa. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to come try to invest in Africa, not like that, because your motives aren't pure. And African people already had a problem with that already. But now, you know, seeing that is like, yeah, I hate us that much. You know what I'm saying? These, these people hate us around the world so much, but they love us and they need us. Facts. Facts. That's the sad thing about it. They all need us. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I could go on and on with that, but, you know, we speaking here, you know what I'm saying? We adults, you know what I'm saying? We concern uh, members of the community. We concern citizens. Um, That's right. Stay home, people. Stay home. Stay home. Stay and safe. And this time with your families and... And get to learn and love them because, you know, the most important thing that this is showing a lot of families is how to reconnect and, and individually and person in real life. Because so many people are disconnected because they have these phones, they have these devices where they can just call you, see you through the phone, they can text you, they, but nobody is communicating, talking in person anymore. Nobody is doing that. Nobody is actually getting a chance to sit down face-to-face and have a clear, open, converse conversation or anything like that. And it taught people to be disconnected from their loved ones or from their family. Everything is through the phone, you know? I, I've been in a house with people and they could be in the next room and they text you something, oh, can you bring me this? Like, it fucked up the communication and families. And a lot of people need to try to spend their time, especially if they have small children, to, to educate their kids and get more involved with their kids. Because a lot of people can't be involved in their kids' life because they are too busy working and trying to provide and spending mad hours at school and work so they could put a, a roof over their children's head. But these people should be taking the time now to reconnect with their kids because there's a lot of people that disconnected, and this is why we have a high rate of young adults killing themselves. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, uh, just speaking on that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't condone suicide, you know what I'm saying? Um, because you know, life always can get better, you know what I mean? So, a lot of these people commit suicide because they, they feel hopeless, you know? Um, right. Hopefully the people around them, especially during this time... I've seen people commit suicide because of the coronavirus, you know what I'm saying? So, right. just check on your people. Check on your people and, and, you know, ask them they're okay, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's all they need, someone to ask them they're okay. Right, exactly. And that goes for men and women because we can be so hard on men and people in general just think men is just heartless, don't got no heart, ain't got no feelings, but you know what, I've realized in my experiences, they be also going through the same, if not more, stress and feelings that woman is going through, and not the same as that woman like they are feeling, but men have feelings too, like you said, just nothing to pick up a phone call and say, look, I was thinking about you, how you doing, you okay, just to brighten up somebody's day, give them calm words, motivation, anything. 
I appreciate you saying that, you know what I'm saying? Because men do go through stuff. We do go through stuff and, you know, a lot of times we don't have no outlet. Right. Right. People just say, oh, handle it, handle it, handle it. You know, but men definitely need that support. We need need our women out here supporting our men because at the end of the day, if if shit hit the fan, (laughs) who won't be? We need men to protect us. Oh. We need the men to protect us. So at the ending of the day, anybody has to start respecting and showing support for one another so we can build in this world as a nation, as a unity. Because we all, if we be divided and, and conquer, we, we're always going to fail. That's facts. That's in relationships, that's in households, that's in marriages, that's in... Basically, you know what I'm saying, day-to-day living, you know, um, people you see in the street, you know, I always try to say what's up to people, if I'm walking past you, I'm going to say, I'm nodding my head something, you know, acknowledging something, that's yeah. how I was, you know, that's yeah. how I was taught, that's how I was raised up, you know, um, hopefully this, you know, this shit gets people priorities straight, you know what I mean, um, what do, what do, what do we value, you know what I'm saying, like, Right, this is what it's teaching a lot of people, and it's sad to say because I don't, I don't ever like to just like chew my own horn and pat myself on the back because I'm, I'm very quiet when it do come to certain things, and that's one of the things I'm very quiet about when you say what do people value, and I kind of explain to you my situation when we spoke on the phone this morning. I'm not ashamed to say, look here, America, I'm a person that's living through this pandemic. In the shelter, I can't say that I'm homeless because I'm not on the street. I'm not on the train. I'm blessed. I have a roof over my head, my own room, things of that nature. But I am living in the shelter, so it is very important to keep a positive mind and a positive outlook during times like this. Because at the end of the day, your situation doesn't define who you are. It just creates better character. It just makes you a stronger person. Right. And and that's what we need out here. We need support. We need the support. People have to be real with themselves. People have to be honest with themselves, you know. And um, for me, like I said, just all of this is going on because I'm in a shelter. And I, what I'm saying is there's people that's losing stuff. And they don't know how to deal with a situation that I'm in right now. Because I came to a shelter by choice. I came to a shelter by choice to better myself. So I'm going to just say that for one. But... When I came here, I made that choice, like, okay, I'm going to struggle. I'm going to some days. I'm going to go without some days. I may not have this. And I was okay with that because of where I left. I left. I had all of those things. I didn't have to pay bills. I had food. I had weed. I had everything. But sometimes those things are not worth your peace. Peace is priceless. And I have a peace of mind right now that's priceless. So sometimes we got to give up the things that we love for peace. And this right here is teaching people, like you said, what do they value the most? For me, it's a humbling experience because now I'm looking at everybody come to my level. Yeah, and which is nothing. Yep. And, and when you have nothing, you only can go up. So right now, there's a lot of people that lost their jobs and they're going to lose their homes and they're going to lose a lot of things because they don't have the consistent money or the money saved up to pay their bills. So guess what? They might be in the same predicament 
that I'm in, but they might fold, or like you said, somebody might kill themselves because they can't handle the pressure. This is teaching people, like you said, to value what's important in life, which is your family, which is the people that love you the most. Your family is not always blood-related. But it's the mm-hmm. people that care about the people that check on you, the people that want to see you doing good. That's your family. And, you know, people that have struggled before or have come from the bottom, they're not scared of the bottom. Right. It's the people that have never had to go without. Who have been, right. Who have been spoiled. They don't know what to do. Yeah, they, they been, don't know what to do right now. Right. They lose their mind. They start, you know, people that never been locked up, you know, they never, they never had to sit in the house this long. They going crazy, you know what I'm saying? So, right, right. They don't know how to deal with this sitting still, being quiet, being calm, focusing, meditating, and that's what I advise a lot of people to do because that's what I do. I meditate. I pray. Most importantly, but meditation is. It's so good for the soul. It's so good for the mind. It's so good for the body because it's so healthy doing breathing exercises. Just taking that time to literally clear out the space in your head and leave it blank so you can be able to connect. Like I said, being more in tune with yourself, being more in tune with your family. Like I said, you could be sitting in a room and I could be all the way in New York and I'd be like, dang, you know what, let me check on two, three because he's on my mind today and I feel like he's going through something because that's what Melon is. That's the power that we have. Right. It's facts. You know what I'm saying? Um, yo, um, definitely it's a pleasure talking to you. You know what I'm saying? We could talk. You know what I'm You got to come back on the show. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you. I definitely appreciate being on your show. This is big for me. 2020. My first music interview. Um, I'm loving it. I'm loving the energy, the support. It's dope. I feel grateful. I'm humble and I'm blessed. Cause like I said, I just take my whole situation, but I'm still doing great things. Like God, God is going to make sure we get through this. No doubt, you know. So, um, like you said, it's the uh, the challenging times that build character. And you know, if you if you're in the middle of those challenging times right now, let me just tell you, you know, fight back. You know what I'm saying? Get mad. You know, figure out what you got to do so you won't be in that position anymore. You know what I mean? Right. And follow your plan. No. Take this time I'm right now. If you need to sort out your life, look over the blueprint, start over. But before you rush back out there to get those people your money, <laughs> your hard-earned money, you, you guys need to be looking into saving that money. So if a disaster strike us, if a disaster hit us, our kids is good, our neighborhood is good, our future is good, we good, we could bury ourselves, we could bury our friends and family. Like, we really have to start being more about each other and stop being selfish, like, really, seriously, and stop just saying it but doing it. That's facts, you know. Selfish people, you're going to get left in the past, for real. Ain't no time for selfishness. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for no selfish people these days. You know what I mean? Um, We got to, um, in real talk, as far as, you know, them reopening stuff, be careful because I say a hundred years ago they had something called the Spanish flu 
It's crazy. I was looking. It's crazy. Like every it like twenty years after the beginning of every century, there's some kind of epidemic of flu, going back at least um three four hundred years. Seventeen twenty eighteen twenty nineteen twenty is twenty twenty, but in nineteen it was it nineteen seventeen the Spanish flu was popping off and they had social distancing back then. Interesting, you know, I was, right. I was looking at it. Interesting, yeah, so just back then, and people ain't want to stay inside. And I guess when World War World War One ended, people came out the house to celebrate, and they had a whole second wave of the Spanish flu that killed more people than the first wave. So, yeah, and that's what they were saying. Now they they hope that it doesn't come back and do a bigger number than what it's already doing. You know, so y'all be careful about that. Um, get your vitamin C, get your vitamin D, you know, stay, get your vitamins up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Drink get, that ginger and that tea and that yeah. honey natural remedies always yeah. for us. I Look into it. your roots. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I've been drinking, yo, I've been drinking turmeric and ginger tea mixed with lemon ginger tea. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? very good. And honey in that, or, you know what I mean? Just like, and really, you're supposed to have, like, hot drinks, too. You know, drink a hot yeah. drink at least once a day, at least. Right, exactly. Tea or coffee, exactly. whatever like that, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I ain't no doctor. I'm just paying attention, trying to, you know, keep y'all informed of what I see out there. That's what I've been doing, you know. Right. Been been riding my bike, you know what I mean, to to keep my cardio up and all that. Exercise is very important, yes. Yeah. Every morning after I, I I give praise to the to the creator a lot, be like, look, after I get up, time to put in a couple of fifteen, twenty minutes of some exercise, some work, some squats. Get your day motivated. That's important. Get your blood circulating and everything. As we have to be healthy and it ain't just Eating better is living better. Right, that that's that's pandemic and no pandemic. You know, right. you know, hopefully y- y'all paying attention, you know what I'm saying? Um don't wait, you know, to get your body right, you know what I'm saying? Don't wait to be healthy. Um as we get older, you know, even young people, you know, it's a lot of young people that's that's not in shape, that's not taking care of themselves. So and those drugs, all those drugs those unnatural drugs, unnatural yeah. substances, yeah, they ain't good for y'all, y'all. But you know, y'all, y'all grown, so you gonna do what you do. But that's just me seeing it from years of, of seeing people do different things and seeing the effects of it. So y'all be safe out there. And um, like I said, you gotta come back. You know, once this pandemic is over with, and you jump back in the studio. Thank you. Hey, y'all, this is Easy Brown. Y'all need to go check her out. Go support YouTube, Title, SoundCloud, IG, Facebook. And definitely check out my business brand page, RB Easy Decor, on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me. Y'all hear that, right? That's R-B-E-Z, the core. So, y'all support this queen. You know what I'm saying? Y'all support her independent business, independent artists. 
And that's what we do here, Black Neil Radio, shine a spotlight on those who deserve it. So, um, thank you. I appreciate you guys. You big got- shout out, big shout out to you, Kings, is doing it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And we appreciate you. You know what I'm saying for um doing what you do and handling your business. You know what I'm saying and not letting setbacks. You know what I'm saying um deter you from what your vision is. Thank you. That's a lesson we all can learn right there. I so. definitely hope I have said something today that can enlighten the situation for someone else. And I send my blessings and peace to everybody. That's blessings and peace. You know what I'm saying? To the to the massive. Blessings and peace right. to the massive. Right. And send a positive energy energy out to all y'all on this Friday. Y'all be safe this weekend. And, um, Happy Ramadan, Kareem. No doubt, because it is Ramadan. So, you want to give you, you want to give um a word on that? Uh, I just wanted to. I'm going to let all my people know this Ramadan. I will be doing my best, striving, and I will be praying for all our safety and for us to come back stronger than ever. No doubt. And that's genuine love right there, y'all. So, until next time, we got to get up out of here. Miss Easy Brown, appreciate Thank you. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Truth 3. I appreciate you. And uh, we're going to hold Thank you. Host, host. Thank you. Appreciate you again. Definitely. No doubt. Shout out, D-Most. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Shout out. Yeah, go check out the Elevated Podcast. And uh, you have a standing offer to come back. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Love it. I will take that offer. <laughs> Definitely can't wait to come to Tampa. <laughs> yeah, once, you, once you get back in the studio and you know what I'm saying, you ready to do, you know, crank it up, let me know. I definitely will be in contact. And uh, especially when it's time to do that swag on video, I might need some of your cars. <laughs> there, there y'all go. Y'all might see me in the video. Right, right. So we're going to put that out there in the universe. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, you have a blessed day. Yes, I will. Thank you so much for this interview. I appreciate you guys. Um, continue doing an excellent job for the culture, for the people. Be great. This is a girl. Easy, be easy. Be easy, y'all. We out. Black Neo Radio.